Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning and welcome to the First Baptist Church in Coleraine. Great for you to tune in and listen wherever you are. I'm going to take uh, a break this week from the book of Revelation as it's Father's Day and um, we're going to learn about the parable of the lost son and we're going to be reading from the book of Luke from verse 11 to the end of the chapter. So that's Luke uh, chapter 15 verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth on wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am, starving to death. I'll set out, go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up. And he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring me the best robe put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, bring the fatted calf and kill it, lest, let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead, but is alive again, he was lost and is found, so they began to celebrate, meanwhile the oldest son was in the field, When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. 
yet you've never given me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatty calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He, he was lost and is found. Amen? Wonderful story. True. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to be here. Thank you for those listening, watching. Just help us uh, get a grip and understand the meaning of these, uh, these passages of Scripture. Uh, may we apply it to our own life. May we uh, not be distracted. May we concentrate and listen and learn and be blessed and be saved in need, uh, those that need to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, you know, I've entitled this message, The Prodigal's Father. Not the prodigal son, but the prodigal's father, because you know it's, it's Father's Day. And uh, somebody said the difference between Father's Day and Mother's Day is that you don't have to spend so much money on a gift. <laughs> but that's not always true, is it? Now, here's some words uh, you'll never hear a dad say. All right, some words you'll never hear a dad say. Number one, well, how about that? I'm completely lost. Looks like we'll have to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> Number two, you'll never hear a dad say this either. You know, Pumpkin, now that you're 13 years old, you'll be ready for unchaperoned car dates. Won't that be fun? You won't hear a dad say that. Three, I noticed that all your friends have a certain hostile attitude. I really like that. <laughs> no. Here's another one. Here's a credit card and the keys to my new car. Go crazy. <laughs> no. Here's another. What do you mean you don't want to play football? Isn't Bali good enough for you, son? <laughs> Not being judgmental. Six. Now, your mother and I are going away for the weekend. And you might want to consider throwing a wild party. And we'll provide the drinks. <laughs> no. You won't hear Dad say that. <laughs> well, I don't know what's wrong with your car. Just have it towed to any garage and pay the mechanic whatever he asks for. No son of mine is going to live under this roof without an earring. Now come on, quit your whining and let's go to the mall and get it done. <laughs> Not being judgmental, honey. What do you want to get a job for? I make plenty of money for both of us to spend. Anyway, and the number one thing you'll never hear a dad say. What do I want for Father's Day? Oh, 
don't worry about that. It's no big deal. Actually, they might say this, but they don't really mean it. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, any father uh, wants to be a good role model. And uh, like the father we read about today in Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son, which it's known by, is a reminder to all of us of the unconditional love a father has for his children. Unconditional love. From this story, we learn that children can essentially do anything at all and never lose the love of their father or their parent. So like I said, I prefer to call this passage of scripture the prodigal's father rather than the prodigal son. Because it's really not just about the son, it's more about the father. This prodigal son, he leaves home, he's asked for all his inheritance money, he wants to see the world and sow his wild oats, which he does. He goes, he's away, he goes away for a long time. He wastes all his money on wine, women, and songs, as the verse says. Prostitutes, that's one thing. While his brother stays home and faithfully and dutifully does his best to serve his father, working for his father, earning that inheritance money. But one thing this story proves, amongst other things, that a father's love for his children is not based on good works. This dad loved both of his sons just as much, no matter how productive they were. One was productive and the other one wasn't but it didn't make any difference to the father. His, his love for them both was the same. The wayward son eventually returns home with his tail between his legs, starving, ashamed, penniless, and defeated. You notice he didn't even have a pair of shoes. He didn't have a pair of sandals. Did you notice that? Put a new pair of sandals on his feet. Kill the fatty calf. And he was willing, when he did come back, or prior to coming back, when he came to his senses, to work as one of his father's servants. He says, they're, they're much better than I am. At least they're getting some food and getting some wages. I'm, I'm starving to death here, eating what's left over from the, what the pigs don't want, the pods. At least I can have regular meals when I get back to death. But instead, the dad didn't deprive his son of any benefits whatsoever, just as he'd never, as though he'd never been away at all. Instead of scolding his son when he came back, scolding him for his actions, he forgave his son. He forgave him for all the mistakes that he made. Why? Because all of us make mistakes amen all of us make mistakes just like that father's made mistakes and some of us as fathers have made mistakes amen none of us are perfect and our fathers before us made mistakes 
all right, and their fathers before them. Now, while his sons were growing up, their dad tried to model a healthy, godly lifestyle. And that's always better than the uh, alternative options that his son chose to indulge in when he grew up. But when his son demanded his inheritance, his father respected his son's need to make his own choices because he knew it was futile to try to prevent his son from leaving home. His mind was made up. So he would just let him go. Uh, however, he never gave up hope that one day his son would come to his senses. I'm sure he must have prayed a lot about that. He didn't mention anything about his wife as well, but her too. And uh, after his son willfully set off, unfortunately down the wrong path, his dad didn't run after him. He let him go. But you notice that he did run to him to greet him as he saw him in the distance coming home, coming home. And when they met, he didn't scold his son for being foolish. He didn't say, I told you so. I warned you. I knew this was going to happen. Didn't say that. He, he, he didn't condone the bad choices that his son made either. But he, he never judged him. He never condemned him. He never criticized him. He allowed his son, though, to learn from his mistakes. That's how, I don't know about you, that's how I, that's how I learn, by making mistakes. And sometimes I make the same mistakes, and I keep on making the same mistakes, and uh, if you don't pass the test the first time, you'll, uh, you'll get another test to see if you'll pass that test. And that's how most of us that are thick-headed, we try to learn from our mistakes, amen? But this daddy, he eagerly showed his son how to, to recover from those mistakes and change his attitude and change his life for the better. He tried to be a good role model, even though he wasn't perfect. Nobody is. You know, that's how God is with his children. We, talked, we just sang... We are the family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, amen? His love for us is unconditional. And no matter how far we may fall, he's always there to welcome us back into the sheepfold. Because <laughs> that's what we are. We're his sheep. Just go, meh. You know. We are his sheep. He is the good shepherd. Amen. Jesus is the good shepherd. And he tells us there, you know, the good shepherd, what he'll do, one sheep will take off. There's a hundred sheep in the fold. There's 99 left. And what does a shepherd do? He leaves the 99 and he goes after that one sheep because he cares about that one sheep. 
Well, you've got 99. Who cares about that one? That's not the way God is. He loves each one of those sheep. And he goes after the sheep. And he brings it back. He puts it on his shoulders and he brings it back. That's the way God is. The prodigal son had to learn. He had to learn the hard way and see that the lifetime choices, the lifestyle choices that his father made in his life were the right choices that came in line with God's will for his life. <laughs> the problem is, you know, we're, sometimes we're too strong-willed. It's not come in line with God's will for our life, which is far better, far better. The father wasn't perfect, but you have to agree that he was a good role model. Amen? A good role model to his children. And may God give us that same attitude as that father. Speaking of which, one man, I'm going to read a story about one man. He, he reminisced about his dad, who was a good role model. And he says this, I'm going to read what he said. He, you may have heard this before, I don't know. He said, when I was a young teenager, my dad and I were standing in line to buy tickets for the circus. There was only, there was only one family between us and the ticket counter. And, uh, there were six children, probably under the age of 12. And you could tell they didn't have a lot of money. But they were well behaved, standing in line, excitedly jabbering about the clowns and the elephants and and the other acts that they would hope to see that night. And one could sense that they'd never been to a circus before. Uh, it promised to be the highlight of their young lives. And the father and mother were at the head of the pack, and the mother was holding her husband's hand. And uh, the ticket lady asked the father how many tickets that he wanted. And he said, uh, eight. He says, six children's and two adults, please. Two tickets, please. Then the ticket lady quoted the price. Uh-oh. The man's wife let go of his hand, her head dropped with her mouth wide open. And the father leaned a little closer and asked the ticket lady, how much did he say it is? And the ticket lady again quoted the correct price. Uh, the man didn't have enough money. How was he supposed to turn and tell his children that he didn't have enough money to take them to the circus? It would break their hearts. They'd, they'd set their hearts upon this. So seeing what was going on, my dad, he says, immediately put his hand in his pocket, pulled out his wallet, took out a $20 bill, and he dropped it on the ground. And we weren't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination either. But my dad reached down, picked up the bill, tapped the man on the shoulder and says, excuse me, sir, I think you dropped this. And the man knew what was going on. You know, he wasn't begging for a handout. 
but certainly appreciated any help in a desperate, heartbreaking, very embarrassing situation. So he looked straight in my dad's eyes, took my dad's hand in both of his, squeezed tightly onto the $20 bill <laughs> with quivering lips and a tear in his eyes. He said, God bless you. Uh, thank you. This really means so much to my family. So there, what a role model. Amen. What a godly illustration of Jesus' love for us, who willingly chose to serve others rather than be served, paying the price, giving his life a ransom for many, to bring us to God. The greatest role model that we could possibly have is Jesus Christ. So regardless of what kind of father you may have had, remember that we all make mistakes. And hope that our children don't make the same mistakes that we've made. <laughs> they can learn from the mistakes we've made, hopefully, and we don't have to repeat them. And also, let's never forget, there's no such thing as a perfect father. Except one, except one, and that's the Heavenly Father who will always love us unconditionally. He's always there, he's always there to welcome us back when we stumble, when we fall, or when we go astray. Amen? I'll close with this verse, 1 John 3. How great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. Amen. God bless you. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us of your unconditional love. And I feel sorry for those that have never received the wonderful gift of your son, Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep, I hope and pray by your grace that all of us, whether we have children or not, that we will be a good role model to all those young people that we come into contact with in church or out in the world to draw them to Christ, the lover of our souls, I want to talk to those of you that are unsaved, that have never received Jesus as your personal saviour. By faith, it's a simple thing to place your faith and believe not just in your head, but also in your heart. And you know, as well as I do, that you're a sinner. And sinners need a saviour, and there's only one saviour, and his name is Jesus. And he took your punishment and my punishment that we deserve because we have sinned. He willingly did that on the cross. He bled and died, and he was buried, 
and yet he rose again from the dead and is alive. And those who call upon the name of Jesus to save them will be saved. And I hope you make that choice. And if you do, you'll receive fullness of joy and peace on earth that passes all understanding and a purpose in life and a reason to live and a home in heaven when you die. And that's guaranteed promise from the word of God himself. Amen. 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 Thank you and God bless you all. And happy Father's Day. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.